In the 18th century, the island of Bermeja disappeared. Off a map, at least. Around 1772, Spanish cartographers Miguel de Aldereta and Andres Valderrama noticed the island was no longer included on the latest chart of New Spain. But previous maps showed it in the Gulf of Mexico, precisely at 22 degrees 33 minutes north, 91 degrees 22 minutes west. In fact, all of the maps dating back to 1535 featured the 30-square-mile island of Bermeja. The cartographers thought the latest omission must be a mistake. Islands of that size don't just vanish into thin air. To prove it, Aldereta and Valderrama set sail for Havana, Cuba, on a course that would bring them past Bermeja's supposed coordinates. The two cartographers stood on deck, parchment and quills poised, ready to resolve the inconsistency for good. But when they arrived, they only saw endless waves. That evening, Aldoretta recorded his disbelief in his ship's log, writing, We didn't discover anything. Not a spot, not a mark, nor any variance in color. Nothing. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a ParCast original. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know. But in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Unexplained Mysteries for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. In today's one-part episode, we're covering the Phantom Island of Bermeja, a tiny island reportedly located north of the Yucatan Peninsula in the Gulf of Mexico. Bermeja earned its phantom reputation when, sometime in the 18th century, it seemingly disappeared off maps and from the sea. Some theorists believe Bermeja never existed at all. Others claim that they had seen it with their own eyes. Real or fake, the phantom island that may never have been became the center of tumultuous negotiations between the United States and Mexico in the 1990s. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad, too, so let's get right to it. The new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money Maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. 
They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Around 1535, Portuguese cartographer Gaspar Viegas plotted the island of Bermeja on a map, becoming the first known person to do so. With an inked pen, he clearly labeled the island. In English, Bermejo, the masculine form of Bermeja, best translates to russet, meaning reddish-brown. According to some scholars, the island takes its name from the color of the rocks on its surface. That is, if the island exists at all. Nine years later, in 1544, the British Crown hired English-born explorer Sebastian Cabot to chart the New World over in the Americas. Cabot printed a new map that included Bermeja, suggesting that it did, in fact, exist. Bermeja's location on Cabot's map likely thrilled the crown. If accurate, the small, remote island presented a perfect hideout for the loyal British pirates who threatened Spanish interests. At the time, English authorities showed their support for a cadre of pirates that raided Spanish ships laden with treasure as they crossed the Atlantic. The strongest evidence that Bermeja existed actually comes from these same marauders. Mid-16th century records indicate that pirates, friendly to the British and Dutch governments, utilized the island as a convenient home base to stage attacks. Their records stated that Bermeja supported a sparse forest and a healthy seabird population. Such careful detail lends more credence to Bermeja's existence. In addition, Cabot's map included more than one island in the Gulf of Mexico. He also plotted a small archipelago east of Bermeja called the Negrios. The Negrios consisted of about six islets, small mounds of coral and rocks. Although significantly smaller than Bermeja, experts point to the Negrios as further evidence that Bermeja existed. One small dot in the vast Gulf of Mexico might have been a cartographic mistake. But many islands, carefully plotted in close proximity to one another, suggested more than simple error. It strongly indicated that they were real. Over the next couple of centuries, Bermeja and the Negrios appeared on maps around the world, but never as a widely accepted universal standard. Many maps included them, but many more didn't. And on maps that did include Bermeja, its location fluctuated. A few cartographers even misidentified the island as Vermeja. For years, the only real consistency was, if a map included Bermeja once, the island would be included in all future updates. But even that standard changed. Around 1772, a map that had previously included Bermeja and the Negrios was updated. But this time, it didn't include the islands in the Gulf of Mexico. It became the first indication of Bermeja's mysterious disappearance. Three years later, two Spanish cartographers sailed to the reported coordinates of the island and found nothing. Not Bermeja and not even the Negrios. And yet, 
Throughout the 18th and 19th centuries, sailors reported sightings of large rocks extending out of the ocean, in the exact area where Bermeja and the Negrios had been documented. And Bermeja didn't disappear from all maps. It continued to appear on charts all over the world, well into the 19th century, especially those published by the Mexican and American governments. But the two countries disagreed about who the island belonged to. Naturally, Mexico and the U.S. each believed the island belonged to them. As land grabbing ramped up in the New World, maps functioned as much more than just navigation tools. They became records of proprietorship, and in many cases, staking a claim was as simple as drawing a border or adding a note. Naturally, the ease of ownership fostered a more-is-more mentality. Countries like the United States and Mexico used maps to claim remote islands left and right, in many cases without bothering to scout or physically occupy the territory. It didn't matter where the land was, or even if it existed. All that mattered was that they got to add it to their list of cartographic property. Now, to add some semblance of credibility to their territory claims beyond a map, the United States government passed a law in 1856 called the Guano Islands Act, and it was just as ridiculous as the name suggests. The law stipulated that if a U.S. citizen stepped foot on an uninhabited island, it could become an official territory of the United States as long as it had guano on it, meaning a seabird or bat excrement. One might assume that the Guano Islands Act helped the United States acquire Bermeja in the 19th century, when one of its citizens stepped foot on the island. But there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that an American ever landed on Bermeja. In fact, Mexico and the United States both claimed ownership of Bermeja, but neither country even reported sightings of the island. At the time, neither side cared. In a presentation before the Mexican Congress, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs reportedly explained that, more likely than not, Bermeja no longer existed. Ocean levels must have risen until it eventually became submerged. Furthermore, Mexican Senator Luis Coppola Joffroy told the reporters that the island of Bermeja was no longer taken into account as Mexican national territory. However, this laissez-faire attitude was largely due to the fact that at the time, Mexican officials had no idea that the Gulf of Mexico provided the perfect conditions for the formation of oil, also known as liquid gold. For millions of years, the Mississippi River deposited plant and animal remains, rich in carbon, into the Gulf. Currents then buried the remains, which were subjected to immense pressures and high temperatures underneath the seafloor, ultimately leading to the formation of crude oil. During World War II, global demand for oil skyrocketed and the United States ramped up offshore drilling. At first, they stayed within the confines of their territory. But as the 20th century progressed, the U.S. crept farther and farther into the Gulf 
toward its center. This area at the axis of the gulf had been named Oya de Dona, which translates to the donut hole. By 1997, the United States and Mexico's exclusive economic zones both extended 200 nautical miles into the gulf from their respective coasts, leaving an unaccounted for hole in the middle. Now, both countries inched into the gap. Tensions had risen steadily, and international waters that had once been peacefully shared turned contentious. Finally, the two countries began negotiations to determine which country could access the center of the Gulf, thus reaping the benefits hidden below. Talks were proceeding as usual, but everything changed when one staff member from the Mexican government is said to have pulled out a nearly 100-year-old map from their archives. The map reportedly showed a small island located somewhere within the donut hole, Bermeja. Suddenly, both countries needed to prove ownership of an island, and neither knew if it even existed. Coming up, the Mexican government searches for the missing island. Hey, Parcasters! Looking for a more lighthearted listen? Then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The new Spotify original from Parcast called Incredible Feats. Hosted by comedian and podcaster Dan Cummins, Incredible Feats is a daily show spotlighting true accounts of mind-blowing physical strength, mental focus, and bizarre behavior. Join Dan every weekday as he goes behind the scenes and into the achievements of everyone from freedivers and body modifiers to ultramarathoners and moms. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the story. In 1997, the island of Bermeja re-entered public consciousness as American and Mexican authorities negotiated for control of the Gulf of Mexico and the right to drill for oil. At the time, President Ernesto Zedillo led the Mexican government, while President Bill Clinton led the United States. Now, islands play a critical role in determining the maritime borders of countries. In order to gain control over the Gulf, Mexican authorities needed to prove that Bermeja existed and that it belonged to them. In 1997, Mexico sanctioned an official government search for Bermeja. Prominent Senator Jose Angel Concheo Davila supported the endeavor and advocated for a lighthouse to be constructed immediately upon the island's rediscovery. But finding the island wasn't enough. If Mexico wanted to prove ownership, they had to adhere to the antiquated rules laid out in the 1856 Guano Islands Act set forth by the U.S. Namely, they needed to find the island and if a seagull had excreted somewhere on the landmass to prove that the United States had not explored it first. In September 1997, the Mexican Navy dispatched an oceanographic vessel to analyze the miles of ocean where 16th-century cartographers first plotted the island. The state-of-the-art ship explored over 300 square nautical miles, but they encountered nothing. Unfortunately for Mexico, without Bermeja, 
the United States was positioned to take control of the majority of the Gulf and its resources. Further complicating matters, Mexican government official Senator Concheo suspected the country's head of state, President Cedillo, might be trying to deliberately lose the Bermeja negotiations. Concheo accused the Cedillo administration of betraying the Mexican people by collaborating with U.S. oil companies. Allegedly, Zedillo was ensuring that negotiations favored American drilling interests, possibly because he accepted U.S. bribes. But the Zedillo administration allegedly accepting bribes wasn't Concheo's only conspiracy theory. The senator insisted that the island existed, but that the United States didn't want it found. As a result, Concheo became fixated on the island. He even accused the United States of demolishing it in order to hurt Mexico's position during negotiations. According to the senator, when the CIA realized the island's significance, they bombed Bermeja until it sank to the bottom of the ocean. For years, Senator Concheo and his political party, the Partido Acción Nacional, called the ethics of the Zedillo and Clinton administrations into question and some suspect that his outspoken nature may have put him into harm's way. On August 4, 1998, Senator Concheo's chauffeur was driving him across the Mexico-Caretero Highway. The trip was routine, and the senator felt comfortable enough to get work done in the back seat. So Concheo likely never saw the semi-truck barreling down the highway, out of control, as it headed straight for his car but he felt the impact when the truck hit. The senator's driver reportedly escaped the wreckage, but the crash killed Senator Jose Concheo. Officially, authorities ruled Concheo's death an accident, but some theorists suggest that he may have been assassinated by the CIA, Big Oil, or both. Either way, Concheo's death dampened congressional discussions about Bermeja. But in 2000, Mexico and the United States signed the Zedillo-Clinton Treaty, establishing official territory in the Gulf. Mexico ended up with 4,100 square miles to the United States, 2,536. However, the border lines didn't resolve an important issue. Who should have access to the oil laying in wait beneath the ocean floor at the newly formed boundary? Ultimately, the issue would have to wait. After so many years of tense negotiations, both countries agreed to a 10-year-long pause on discussions of oil development at the dividing line within the donut hole. However, only eight years would pass before the island of Bermeja re-entered international conversation once more. In November 2008, six senators from Senator Concheo's former political party, the Partido Acción Nacional, announced that they had additional proof supporting Concheo's theory that the United States blew up Bermeja. Without getting into too much nitty-gritty, they essentially wanted to draw attention to the fact that the Zedillo-Clinton Treaty merely updated a long-established contract, one that was made in 1978. And, although both countries technically adhered to the terms of that original agreement, the United States Congress initially refused to accept the 1978 pact. 
Partido Acción Nacional contended that the U.S. Congress's behavior was suspicious and that they may have intentionally delayed ratifying the 1978 treaty in order to maintain a legal gray area until Bermeja disappeared, or rather, until they could make it disappear. The political party also, once again, accused former President Zedillo of colluding with United States government. And this time, they had proof. They pointed to a significant gap in Mexican congressional records related to negotiations between Zedillo and Clinton's administrations at the turn of the 21st century. The newspaper Tabasco Hoy reported that all congressional minutes that covered the treaty negotiations had disappeared. Allegedly, there was no record of which legislators even spoke on the matter. Suspicious, the senators demanded the current Mexican president, President Felipe Calderón, initiate an immediate investigation. Fabio Barbosa Cano, an economist employed at the Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México, said, Everything appears to indicate that the Mexican government ceded the rights to an enormous reserve of oil riches to multinational corporations. In other words, perhaps Concheo was right about special interests essentially buying the Gulf of Mexico. And maybe Mexico and the United States were both in on it. The only way for Mexico to reverse what had happened and take control of their own fate was to find the island of Bermeja once and for all. Then they'd have a case that the waters were theirs all along. In 2009, three different Mexican expeditions were sent out to locate Bermeja. One organized by the Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México, one coordinated by the Mexican Society of Geography and Statistics, and one financed by a television network. Bermeja was back in the spotlight. The first expedition launched in March 2009. The Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México dispatched the oceanographic vessel Justo Sierra out to find Bermeja. The ship was outfitted with cutting-edge technology for marine and underwater research. Its crew scanned the seafloor for signs of an island. The mission supplied a clear conclusion, but not the one many Mexicans hoped for. Instead of a collapsed island, they found nothing. But since the Justo Sierra couldn't search the outermost perimeters of the island's supposed coordinates, even these results were inconclusive. In May 2009, the second mission left port. Run by the Mexican Society of Geography and Statistics, a crew boarded the naval ship Rio Tuxpan. Their mission statement simply read, to clear up doubts and make known the whereabouts of the Bermeja Island. Unfortunately, they fared just as badly as the Justo Sierra. Although the Rio Tuxpan searched almost 1,000 miles of ocean, they discovered absolutely nothing. No signs of the Phantom Island anywhere. Upon their return, the once optimistic group decided that Bermeja and the Negrillo Archipelago were a cartographer's mistake, replicated for centuries. But that wasn't necessarily the case. 1,000 miles is undoubtedly expansive, but it accounts for barely a fraction of the Gulf of Mexico. 
If the coordinates used had a large enough margin of error, the Bermeja could have been well outside their parameters. The third and final expedition departed in June 2009. The media company Televisión Azteca invited several prominent researchers to board the Kalin Ha. Among them was cartographer, historian, and expert in the history of the Yucatan Peninsula, Michel Antochiv Colpa. But once again, nothing. According to the BBC, Colpa had been certain the island existed when cartographers first plotted it on a map. And he had high hopes that it still existed. But after participating in the Kalinha's fruitless search, Colpa finally believed that Bermeja was gone. Since the Negrillo archipelago also seemed to have vanished, Colpa speculated that a natural force, like a hurricane or seismic event, could have been responsible for the island's disappearance. After Kalin Ha's journey in 2009, other organizations conducted smaller efforts to locate Bermeja. They even used airplanes and satellite technology. Nevertheless, after a while, the island of Bermeja, with all of its maps, records, and international controversies, started to feel like a hoax. No modern person with any amount of technology had seen it until a fisherman just happened to be passing by. Coming up, was Bermeja in disguise the entire time? Now, back to the story. In 2009, Mexican authorities mounted several searches for the phantom island of Bermeja. No trace of the alleged island or its neighboring archipelago was found. Theories cropped up about what might have happened to the tiny patch of land. One popular idea was that the CIA exploded the 30-square-mile island to sabotage Mexico's claim to the Gulf of Mexico and the wealth of oil buried below. This theory was given credence when a freak accident killed its most vocal proponent, Senator Jose Angel Concheo Davila. The timing of Concheo's death caused even skeptics to re-examine the senator's accusation. Officially, however, no American or Mexican authority has publicly commented on Senator Concheo's claims. And maybe there's a reason for that. They don't want to expose themselves. After all, it is suspicious that congressional records regarding the U.S. and Mexico's negotiations reportedly disappeared in the early 2000s. But if a government agency intentionally blew up Bermeja, they needed a massive amount of force to do it. Geologist Jaime Urrutia of Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México and Saúl Mian of the Instituto Politécnico Nacional both stated that in their professional opinions, it would have taken a hydrogen bomb to destroy the island. Detonating a hydrogen bomb would be immensely expensive and would undoubtedly leave some sort of trace. In other words, it would be nearly impossible to pull off without attracting international attention. Even in the unlikely event that no ships passed close enough to feel the effects of the blast, the lingering radiation would have had noticeable, long-lasting effects on the ecosystem. Mian, however, had another theory on how organizations such as the CIA 
might have dealt with the islands standing between the United States and their access to Gulf oil. Instead of blowing it up, he suggested that they could have given it a shave. Mion believed that authorities could have detonated the upper 300 feet or so of the island so that it fell into the ocean. In other words, according to Mion, the stub of Bermeja is still out there. It's just hidden about 100 feet below sea level. And without enough height to protrude out of the ocean, the island became effectively invisible. Although Mian claimed other experts shared his theory, he provided no details on how Americans might have pulled off their operations so discreetly. It still would have made a splash, so to speak. It's also worth mentioning that even if Bermeja existed when Zedillo and President Clinton entered negotiations in the 90s, Clinton could have claimed jurisdiction over the island as well. After all, several 17th and 18th century maps designated the island United States territory. While making his accusations, Concheo skirted past that point time and time again. Not to mention, by the time the CIA was supposed to be blowing up Bermeja, it had already been missing for centuries. Of course, proponents of the CIA conspiracy like to point out that during that time, no one was actively looking for the island. As intriguing as a CIA conspiracy sounds, it's hard to get on board when so many different natural forces could be responsible for Bermeja's disappearance. The most obvious being simple erosion. Over hundreds of years, ocean waves can easily erode an island the size of Bermeja. As we mentioned, historian and cartographer Michel Antochiv Kolpa theorized that the island might have also been flattened by a hurricane or cyclone that passed by. It's happened before. Take, for example, the supposed mystery of Thompson Island. In 1825, Captain George Norris spotted an island somewhere between South Africa and Antarctica. It later appeared on maps as Thompson Island, but explorers surveying the same area years later found nothing. Eventually, experts traced the disappearance of Thompson Island to a massive volcanic eruption triggered by tectonic shifts sometime around the end of the 19th century. The same tectonic shifts that triggered the eruption likely also toppled the oceanic mountain that supported Thompson Island below the water. Then, as lava eroded the shore, Thompson Island crumbled into the waves. Given the precedent, if Bermeja and the Negrillo Archipelago did exist at the original coordinates, then a tectonic event is likely behind their disappearance. There's no way to know for sure. Reliable records for earthquake activity in the late 18th century, especially ones so far offshore, are hard to come by. That said, it's certainly possible. Maybe before its mysterious disappearance in 1772, a fisherman felt the force of an enormous underwater earthquake, but just failed to document the experience. But there isn't enough evidence to prove any natural disaster theory. Like a CIA explosion, any natural disasters would have left some evidence behind. In the case of a hurricane, tornado, volcanic eruption, or erosion, the remnants of an underwater island should exist. 
But to date, no remnants have been found. And not for lack of trying. We would be remiss if we didn't consider one banal but plausible culprit for Bemeja's disappearance. Human error. Early explorers and cartographers worked with finicky and often unreliable equipment to determine coordinates. On a vast ocean, they often had nothing but stars to guide them, so they frequently made mistakes. Once one explorer recorded a location for an island, other cartographers often copied it for centuries afterward, with no idea whether the coordinates were actually correct. Another theory suggests that cartographers might have made an intentional mistake with Bermeja. Julio Zamora, head of the Mexican Society of Geography, told Lonely Planet that in the 16th century, as countries raced to map the New World, governments strategically circulated maps with known errors to confuse their enemies. In other words, the original maps that showed Bermeja as the perfect homestead for English pirates? They could have been propaganda created by Britain to confuse Spanish visitors. Imagine thinking you'd find safety and respite on an island after months at sea, only to waste your days searching for something that didn't exist. Of course, like the rest, it's still just a theory. However, there's still one more that we haven't discussed. The theory that Bermeja is still out there, just in a different place. Around the time that Mexico sent three high-tech missions to find the island, there was a reported sighting by a local fisherman. Allegedly, he found the island without using any technology. If this account is true, it may provide evidence that supports a combination of two theories. First, Bermeja's original location is incorrect. And second, natural forces reshaped the island, making it harder to see. In 2008, BBC reporter David Quinn tried tracking down the witness. He supposedly worked in En Progreso Harbor in Yucatan. When Quinn arrived, most of the local fishermen shrugged off the reporter's mentions of Bermeja. But one grizzled seaman, drinking off the day's work, cleared his throat. He had something to say, and Quen recorded his story. The fisherman, who chose to remain anonymous, claimed to encounter a low-lying sandbank somewhere in the general area of Bermeja's alleged coordinates. The island just barely rose above sea level, impossible to see until he was within a few feet of it. If sea level rose, even just a few inches, the waves would have covered the reddish-brown sandbank, completely hiding it from view. If the fisherman was telling the truth, then perhaps Bermeja isn't gone, just hiding. Quinn latched onto the possibility that the island is still out there. In his opinion, the ocean depth at the established coordinates seems completely inhospitable for an island. He believes it's more likely Bermeja is perched somewhere along the vast continental shelf, the mostly underwater edge lining the Gulf, which can extend up to 200 miles off the coast of Mexico. If you're up for an adventure, Quinn suggests chartering a boat and sailing the edge of the shelf. If you find anything, let us know. We'd be interested to see if the Guano Islands Act of 1856 
still holds up in international court. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back Thursday with a new episode. For more information on the Phantom Island of Bermeja, of the many sources we used, we found the Isla Bermeja episode of the podcast Mexico Unexplained and the BBC's coverage of Bermeja on their documentary series extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals like Unexplained Mysteries for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Unexplained Mysteries on Spotify, just open the app and type Unexplained Mysteries in the search bar. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries was created by Max Cutler and is a Barcast Studios original. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Kerry Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Hannah McIntosh, with writing assistance by Ali Wicker, and stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. Listeners, you don't want to miss Incredible Feats, the all-new Spotify original from Parcast. Host Dan Cummins free-falls straight into the weirdest, wildest achievements of all time. New episodes air every weekday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.